Kyle Sondland and Herbert Konings are founding partners for Security Token Group. All opinions expressed by them or guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not represent the views of Security Token Group or its subsidiaries. You should not take any opinion expressed on the show as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow any investment strategy. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Hello and welcome to the Security Token Show. I'm your host, Hurricanes, and of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle Sondland. And we're here from sunny Miami, Florida, ready to give you all the latest security token news, the latest offerings, the new trading market updates, and of course, our main topic today, which is none other than talking about Elon Musk taking Twitter private and tokenizing it. Wow. So that's going to be a fun time. But without further ado, we first have to give a big thank you to our show sponsor, Realty. Realty.co is actually one of the leading security token issuers in the ecosystem. They've probably launched the most individual real estate-based security token offerings available to international investors as well as accredited investors here in the United States. And you can even find liquidity on DeFi platforms, even get a loan using Av, and a whole lot more using your Realty tokens on top of what might be a very interesting return to you. So if all that sounds great, go check out Realty.co. Thank you, Realty, South Florida's finest, doing some real estate here, and they are crushing it. With that, let's move into our top five, Herwig. I've got number one, EU DLT pilot. We're talking about the European Union has a, approved through the parliament as well as the Securities and Markets Authority, that's the SEC for the European Union. They've approved a pilot for trading and settlement of tokenized securities that they're going to be pushing through the you know, official law coming in the next couple of weeks, which gives until 2023 for all of the 27 member states of the European Union to pass national legislature around tokenized securities. This is huge because this is actual adoption of tokenized securities, specifically leveraging distributed ledger technology. Huge news coming from Europe. Absolutely love it. Let's move into number two. The security token market cap has broken over $10 billion, folks, $17 billion to be exact. Woo! And that's thanks to a monster listing by none other than Anegra. So if you go over to the stomarket.com website, you'll see this new security token trading on Big One. Uh, and it's an exciting moment for the security token industry, Kyle. Check out Sam Sachs' section later in the episode to hear everything about it. Number three, we've got Spice VC, another token trading on the secondary market. Spice VC was one of the first tokens actually brought to market, and they are a venture capital firm. They've got some shares of a bunch of different firms you may have heard of before, but they had an exit from OTOY, OTOY, it's, I'm not sure it's all in, in uppercase, but OTOY was successfully liquidated from their portfolio, and so they distributed those profits to the shareholders in the same way that you would expect. And they also conducted a token burn from investors to buy back some of those shares so that that price will stay stable. So Spice VC proving the venture capital model using tokenization and providing liquidity to LPs. According to our website, they've gone up more than 350% in value. Uh, that's pretty incredible. They do have over 16 portfolio companies, including recent IPOs from INX, Backed, and Lottery.com. So very good job. Spice VC, number four, Ava Labs. Wow, raising a monster $350 million at a whopping $5.25 billion valuation. Now, I don't think that's all too surprising considering that Avalanche has skyrocketed itself into one of the top 10 
blockchain protocols, including have an insane amount, multiple tens of billions of dollars in locked up value on their DeFi platform, as well as actually a $200 million Blizzard fund that they've launched supporting what I think was uh, well over hundreds, thousands of projects leveraging Avalanche with millions of users. Avalanche continuing to do great things. And finally, we've got more fundraise coming this time from Pantera. Pantera Capital, one of the largest crypto VCs in the entire industry. They were trying to raise $600 million in their newest fund. I think it's four or five. Fifth their fund. fifth fund. How did they raise? $1.3 billion. They over doubled their intended fundraise amount to invest specifically in a lot of the cash flow generating mature crypto companies in the industry, trying to get growth capital into this industry to really take the blockchain space out of our atmosphere and continue to pump it to the moon. Yeah, we're looking forward to that select fund deploying all that capital. They have plans to launch another fund next year and another fund the year after that. So again, congratulations, Pantera. Goes to show you that we've got a lot of money being raised on the VC side and a lot of money being deployed into major, major blockchain companies. And with that, let's take it over to John for the industry news. Thanks for the handoff, fellas. Welcome to the industry news portion of the show. I'm John Pittman, and with the introductions done, let's get to it. So if you've been keeping up with my updates, then you know that a few weeks ago, it was announced that ICE made a strategic investment to T0. Yes, the same ICE that is the parent company for the New York Stock Exchange. With that announcement also came the news that the T0 had its new CEO in David Goon. Well, last week, T0 had a chance to ring the opening bell at the New York Stock Exchange. Well, this for sure felt like a defining moment celebrating the strategic partnership. Also, let's not forget about T-Zero's partnership with Box Digital Markets with the Boston Security Token Exchange. That is the first ever approved exchange that leverages blockchain technology. Simply put, I'm watching ecosystem in the midst of a burst of evolution. Now, over in South Korea, the Presidential Transition Committee is launching a probe on the issuance of STOs and IEOs, or initial exchange offerings. Negotiations are ongoing, and larger economies have previously updated regulations. The U.S., Singapore, and U.K. are all examples of this category. South Korea has the restrictions listed under their Capital Market Act and will need updating in order to facilitate the introduction and activation of STOs. Moving on, I have an update for you from the SEC versus Ripple showdown. Apparently, Ripple was able to get a small victory against the SEC last week in the ongoing securities fraud case. Presiding Judge Sarah Netburn denied the SEC's request to reconsider shielding documents under privilege related to a June 2018 speech made by SEC's then-director, William Hemmen. In the speech, Hemmen said Bitcoin and Ethereum were now securities. The SEC previously did not object to those documents falling outside of deliberative process privilege protection, as it suggested they only concerned Hemmen's personal views and not that of the SEC policies. While again, it is a victory for Ripple, the case is still ongoing and the SEC now has two weeks to appeal the decision. And lastly, I got some new news for you. So apparently there is a Metaverse security token exchange and it's called Metaswap. The way it works is Metaswap allows users to generate DAO behaviors using DAO governance approved assets and the top 10 trading assets on that platform will serve as the benchmarks. The goal is for this to simplify the STO process. The features provided by the platform allow industries from all over the world to integrate into the decentralized finance field of security tokens. So Daniel DeNova, the head of community, said that they strictly believe in the future security tokens and the ecosystem that they're developing. He went on to say that with lower fees, quicker transaction processes, less friction in the market, and more complicated security measures, Metaswap will be presenting a new world of finance for the users. And that's it for me. Present Meg with your SEO updates, and I will catch you guys next week on the other side of the blockchain. 
everyone. I am back. I hope you enjoyed John and I hosting the show last week. If you want me to host again, please flood the inbox of tips at stlmarket.com and let my bosses know what you want to see. We have a ton of new educational media in the pipeline for security token market, including spilling the NFT tomorrow. Jess and I are talking all things community, crypto, and NFTs. But back to my original segment, this week we have some exciting news in the STO space. HCS Pharma is a biotech startup focused on cellular imagery, high content analysis, and high content screening. They are proceeding to launch a security token offering on the European Digital Assets Exchange platform after raising a record 2 million euros on Capital Cell. With its exclusive and patented biomimesis technology, HCS Pharma will revolutionize the entire biotech industry by discovering new treatments around drugs and cellular therapies that are more effective against cancer, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Biomimesis will also be a major technology for developing cellular agriculture from animal cells. This will provide a new source of animal protein. HCS Pharma already has secured 20 million euros post-IPO. The capital will be listing on the stock exchange and it will be available after that. And they are in the process of raising funds with a forward listing STO project. This fundraising campaign is part of a global approach whose objective is to provide HCS Pharma with the means for long-term development. Following their STO, HCS will focus its plan listing on the Frankfurt Stock Exchange in Q3 of 2022 and the NASDAQ in New York within the next 12 months. The tokens acquired through the STO will be converted into shares of the company as soon as the listing is effective. This listing will also free up the 20 million US dollars um, that was secured from an American family office. But next up, we have AquaTuru. They will soon launch a new security token offering in an effort to better fish welfare. This is not a space we've seen an STO in, so that's very exciting, and it shows the versatility of security token offerings. Currently, the mortality rate among fish farms is around 40%. For that reason, there is a natural focus on lowering costs and investing in more effective plants at the same time as improving fish welfare. Currently, mortality rate among fish farms is around 40%. And for that reason, there is a natural focus on lowering costs and investing in more effective plants while improving the welfare of the fish. So this company is focused on improving the industry as a whole. The AquaTuru technology is revolutionary and can be used in dirty water, and it's not harmful for the employees or the fish farms. This creates new opportunities for owners of fish farms to invest in brand new facilities or to update their current facilities with responsible green technology that helps increase profitability by lowering operating costs while raising the volume and quality of their production. You can find out more about this STO on AquaTuru's Facebook page. So we have one more. A lot of news this week. IXSwap lists security token of world's most valuable sapphire. The MS token, or MSTO, is a security token that represents fractionalized ownership in the Millennium Sapphire. It's currently valued at $150 million. So parts of the multi-million dollar Millennium Sapphire were sold as NFTs during its last security token offering in November. 150 million tokens were minted as part of the sale, and it was conducted by Millennium Fine Arts Incorporated through its wholly owned subsidiary, MS Token LLC. But this week, we've covered everything from fish welfare to pharmaceuticals to $150 million gemstone. So it's fair to say this space is unlike any other. You can drop your tips to me via tips at stlmarket.com, but I will see you all next week, and you can catch me on chain on Twitter 
at Megan Nivold in the meantime. But now let's send it over to SJS.eth because I hear he has an $18 billion announcement. See ya. $18 billion, one eight billion, $18 billion. This is so big that I had to wear a jacket today. Hello and happy Monday. It's not a bug, security token market isn't glitching, and it's definitely not April Fools. We are witnessing growth beyond most expectations, but not yours and not mine. As I've talked about countlessly on the security token show, innovators are innovating and we just need to hop along for the ride. I'll cut to the question that I'm sure is on your mind. What the heck happened? A Negra group happened, and they brought their 14 plus billion dollar market cap with them. In 2011, Anegra identified an opportunity to apply its expertise in finance, trade, and logistics to reduce the risk of sourcing and trading commodities from emerging economies. Applying this approach to the global commodities coal market by refining the business model for the local Southeast Asian market, they spent several years cementing trust relationships with mid-tier miners in Indonesia. Today, they boast a net asset value of $28 billion. Anegra tokenized 100% of its equity and is now trading on the Big One Exchange. Big One is a global cryptocurrency exchange that provides a platform for trading various cryptocurrencies. It was founded in 2017 and registered in the Netherlands, and now they're trading the Anegra equity. All of us at Security Token Market are exuberant to track such a big coin for the industry and to keep tracking these developments. Innovation is happening all around us, and there's only one place to stay up to date with all the security token news, security token market. Have an incredible rest of your week, and I will see you next Monday. And who knows, maybe we'll be at the 20 billion or $25 billion market cap. This is crazy. Wakey, wakey, welcome to Inside the Metaverse with your host, Eve Van Kong. Lego and Epic Games partner up to build a metaverse for kids and their goal is to help shape the future of the metaverse. Saying, as the metaverse evolved, it is reshaping how people meet, play, work, learn, and interact in a virtual world. And they want to use their longtime experience to make sure that this new version of the internet is designed with the well-being of kids in mind. Following that, Zara launches its first solo fashion collection inside the metaverse. And that collection is called Lime Glam. I think this is so cool because there's a unique special element. It is designed to be worn both inside and outside the metaverse, where you can buy these outfits digitally and the same ones will be available at their stores in real life. Time to start 20 with your virtual avatar. Let's go. Absolute brought Coachella to the metaverse, inviting fans to experience the festival in a virtually immersive experience with a virtual anti-gravity dance floor virtual museum gallery, and virtual selfie room. Looks like Coachella got rocked in a way never done before. Next, UPS plans to deliver virtual packages in the metaverse. And I know your head is probably turning like, what? But they plan to offer this as a virtual gaming experience. And that is according to their trademark filings. And rumors are suggesting that Roblox may be their first stop, so stay tuned. Lastly, North Korean hackers linked to the 625 million Axie Infinity hack. The hackers are known as the Lazaro Group and the link came when the Treasury Department updated its sanctions listing to add the crypto wallet address for the group. You can't escape the block 
Chang. That was Inside the Metaverse with your host, Yves Van Kong. And with that, it's time for maybe our favorite section of the week. This is Companies of the Week. Herwig and I picked two companies that really caught our eye and we wanted to specify and just highlight for doing some amazing things. So for this week, it's Security Token Show episode 136. Can you believe it? We've made it all the way here. I cannot either. Now, let's talk about Companies of the Week. Who do you have for yours this week? Well, for my Company of the Week, which was nice taking a break last week, but this time I'm (laughs) back at it with my choice, it's actually the entire country of South Korea. Wow. <laughs> so if you had heard the news earlier from John, we actually have a pretty big update coming out of South Korea. They have officially, the Presidential Transition Committee has officially passed regulation needed in order to now pass legislation to adopt security token offerings. They have highlighted and acknowledged the importance of updating financial markets and market infrastructure, specifically using distributed ledger technology, and they are putting in wheels the, the wheels in motion to make sure that hopefully by the beginning of 2023, they have a full regime in place for all kinds of pilots and companies to bring security token innovation to South Korea. And in fact, the president-elect opponent, uh, Yoon Suk-yeol, also supports this. So it seems to be very clear that no matter what happens, we're going to start seeing some security token offerings out in 2023 from South Korea. And this was the move that made it all possible. So my uh, country of the week is country South Korea. Korea. I'm not sure if we've ever had a country of the week here on so. this. This is making firsts here, 136 weeks in. My company of the week this week, Herwig, is Big One Exchange. We just talked about this in our top five. Sam also covered it in his section, but we're talking about what is now the largest exchange by market cap seemingly overnight because of their listing of Enegra. Enegra is a commodities fund based in Asia with $26 billion of assets under management, and those shares on the security token side, the LP interest in those shares is over $10 billion in value. And is now trading on Big One Exchange. They're they're regulated or licensed in the Netherlands, which is fascinating, and do a lot of operations in Asia as well as Latin America. So they seem to be really positioned across the globe. And they are a crypto exchange as well. So that's really where they built their infrastructure. And now they support security tokens. So amazing stuff there. Big One Exchange, pioneering, driving value to the markets. Cool stuff. Gotta love that. Absolutely. Largest overnight and hopefully a lot more listings to come. And with that, let's jump into our main topic. Will Elon Musk tokenize Twitter? That is something that Kyle and I are going to ponder with you today. What a fun conversation. And I'm sure we've all heard the news. Twitter received a nine plus percent investment by Elon Musk, took a board seat, quickly stepped away, and then made an offer (laughs) to purchase the entire company for like $43 billion, which coming from the richest man in the world, Kyle, might just actually be a real offer. And we did see him do a bunch of shenanigans just while his short time with Twitter was there. So who knows what's going to happen next. But one thing is possible. If he were to take Twitter private, he has an opportunity to tokenize the company. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Mm, this is fascinating stuff. Yeah. So let's let's break it down here. So I think it was November of 2021 or something along those lines, Jack Dorsey, the CEO and founder of Twitter, announced he was stepping away from the company. He also started a company called Square, which also pivoted their name to Block. So he's moving over there to do a bunch of payment processor stuff and left Twitter to the CTO, who then became CEO. Not long after, as we talked about, Elon Musk 
on yet another Twitter tirade mentioned, should I do this? Should he do it? And the poll, of course, said yes. And so he did it. He actually was able to acquire a huge stake, was going to join the board, was going to do radical changes. The ideas were you know, around provide, protecting free speech and avoiding board pressure, things like that. Also seeing if the Twitter HQ in San Francisco should become a homeless shelter. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes there anyway, is what his words were. But yes, then Twitter pretty much said, you know, this is... Maybe not a great idea. I'm not sure if uh, we want to go that direction. So it looks like he's going to have to acquire the whole thing himself. He's made news like this before. He actually tweeted out, funny enough, that he was going to take Tesla private at a certain dollar value, $420 per share, which now certainly looks like a pretty good deal. But then it seemed outlandish. Now he's going to try to do the same thing with Twitter. And what we wanted to talk about today is what if he tokenized it? How would that work and why would that make so much sense for him to do? Which is really the key here, right? If you're going to acquire Twitter, you now have to deal with this huge asset, 40 plus billion dollars, as you mentioned. Clearly, he's going to have to get leverage or something or raise the syndicate in order to pull something like this off, even if it does get off the ground, which the market so far aren't totally convinced of. But if he were to tokenize, I think it's interesting to walk through those steps. So, Harley, maybe it's, it's time to Push it back over to you. Where would he start? What does this kind of let's, mean? Let's talk for him? about the process. Taking a company uh, public into private privatization, as they would call it, it's actually nothing new. We actually saw a very successful Michael Dell, who took his own company, Dell, private, uh, and now has since seen an incredible turnaround and in fortune increase as a result of doing the move. We see it with private equity all the time. Rather unusual to see an individual do it with another company all by himself. So really interesting what could go down here. Elon Musk could, as you pointed out, potentially bring in backers, partners, or just outright find the money himself to purchase Twitter, which means we're buying out any pesky shareholders, any board members, everybody else is going to go as a result of this, which means full control, which is the important component here. The difference is now that it's a private company, there is going to be far less shareholders, likely employees and the like are going to continue to, to maintain their stake or get new options to, to stay within the company. But then you may have only a few other major investors, including Elon Musk. This means that whenever Elon wants to sell Twitter or take a piece of Twitter and leverage it or anything like that, he now has to go to private bankers or take the company back public through an IPO or otherwise in order to go ahead and create that liquidity benefit. But as we've been talking on the show for you know over two, almost three years now, Kyle, security tokens can also bring you liquidity. So there's a good use case where he might actually go about privatizing Twitter and then tokenizing the underlying stock. How does that look like? Well, after his now formal public offer needing to be accepted by Twitter shareholders, Assuming that happens, he now has the privatization complete, and I assume he'll have to go through some kind of a regulatory method, whether it is registering so that it looks like Twitter is a public company, just not trading on the NASDAQ, or by using something like Rule 144, which we've talked about on the show before, in order to take a private share and make it retail mm. accessible on a variety of these broker-dealers like we've seen on T-Zero, Securitize, and others. And so that would be the next step. Once he's gone ahead and done the formal exemption to go ahead and, and do Rule 144, he's now made his shares tradable again to the average individual. Now he needs to find a venue and a solution to do so. And that's where security tokens come in. He would leverage some kind of a tokenization, a security token to then list on, say, 
INX T0 securitized the Boston Security Token Exchange may enable more uh, capabilities for the underlying stock, which would be a good thing. And he can issue any and all kinds of instruments, whether it be just a traditional stock offering. He could also offer a loan, a bond, all kinds of revenue sharing, as we've seen with some other security tokens. He can take advantage of this because he should, in theory, have full control of Twitter to do so. Does that make sense, Kyle? That's fascinating, fascinating work. So there's there's this whole financing angle here where you're you know, with a with a security token, you could manage all of the underlying cap table and stuff, even if you kept the company public, right? Like you could leverage distributed ledgers, you could you could leverage all of these processes yep. to manage those shareholders much more efficiently than even a, a private company would today. You look at how some of these large private companies, there must be so much effort that goes into actually accounting for that process and filing all of those different pieces and making sure that every shareholder has updated information, tax documents, and, and everything of the like, this would essentially tremendously improve operations. And it seems like something that Musk might be inclined to do. We've seen him yeah. mention crypto and the benefits of crypto. Certainly Tesla has bought a lot of Bitcoin and have owned that on their balance sheet. They've accepted Tesla purchases in exchange for cryptocurrency. And we know he's the uh, the unofficial meme chairman of the Dogecoin cryptocurrency. So he's certainly very involved in this space. It doesn't seem outlandish to think that Musk might try something like this just to further drive transparency in this process, which is really what his whole claim around buying Twitter is for, is to improve transparency. Well, the best way to do that would be financially, right? That's right. In fact, Elon Musk, if you're listening to this right now, here's our pitch to you and feel free to come to us as to why you should use a security token after you privatize Twitter. Number one, 24-7 global trading access. Twitter is a global community. You wanna make it easy for that global community to take part in the very platform that they're using. This is not so easy when you have to go through the rails of Wall Street. And that's part number two, I think, Kyle. The alignment between shareholder and customer is one of the things we value the most about security tokens. Now, not only am I a user of the platform, but I benefit from the platform's growth, from the appreciation of its equity and its gains in revenue and profit. So that is something that is revolutionary just in itself. And actually, unlike most social media companies, unless you own some Facebook stock and things like that. But again, not necessarily easily accessible. And more so, I think, and I know Kyle has a bunch and I'll let him share. I think what could be really cool is we've seen the launch of Twitter Blue. Even Elon Musk made some comments uh, about the fact that it should be less in price and things like that. But what if you automatically got that just for being a shareholder? Mm. Well, that can only be done with security tokens. We've talked in the past how AMC had to basically self-attest people about giving them their popcorn if they were shareholders. No need for that. We can authenticate using the blockchain and we can enable digital benefits as well as physical ones. But in this case for Twitter, digital benefits for shareholders. I've got one other point here, Herwig, that I think is especially poignant to someone like Elon Musk or any CEO that's trading on the public markets. And you've had to deal with short sellers and a lot of this pressure tremendously. And security tokens offer a tremendous opportunity to avoid that altogether. Mm -hmm. Not only can you prevent unrestricted short selling or, or naked shorting, things like that, where they're over shorting the asset, even pressure, sell pressure on the asset, you have full transparency of who your shareholders are, which is revolutionary. Not only can you offer shareholders benefits by knowing who they are, it also allows you to protect yourself more effectively gotcha. against corporate raiders, against somebody that's trying to come in to spoil the party for everyone. Now they can no longer 
hide behind the street name shield or, or behind any of that information, you can have a much better picture of what your cap table consists of from a jurisdictional perspective, from a you know geographic perspective, any of those types of things, you can now get a much more refined understanding, as Herwig said, of who your customers are, who your investors are, and who are both. That's pretty powerful. The beneficial ownership of who the stock is, is belonging to is extremely important thing to have an understanding for because it enables these things like perks and benefits. And I think the last thing worth mentioning, financial services. So mm. if I go and buy some Twitter stock on NASDAQ, it doesn't amount to much other than the fact that I can trade it via my brokerage. And this, as you've just mentioned, leads to a bunch of problems that we mm. won't get into. But if it were a security token, I benefit from similar benefits of liquidity trading it. But I have more control in terms of who I send it to. I have more control in terms of leveraging financial services, like taking a loan out against my Twitter stock. This would be normally very difficult to do with a broker service. So unless I had a large amount, most banks and lenders wouldn't even pay attention to you. But now, thanks to DeFi and, and as we've seen with blockchain, this is now possible, including as far as beyond taking a loan, as well as also staking services and other uh, programs, essentially, that Twitter could provide as a result of it being a security token. So this really allows you to bring the best of blockchain and crypto and the best of capital markets all into one, and you get to align Twitter's customers as a result. And you'd be the biggest security token on the secondary market, which would afford great press and a lot of interesting developments in the industry. So for all of those reasons, be a leader and lead by example. Do Let's it. tokenize Twitter. Let's tokenize Twitter, folks. If you have any questions, feedback, or thoughts about this section or the entire show, Kyle and I, are, of course, we're available on Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you can reach us. And you should always check out stomarket.com for the latest trading news, the latest information, our blog, our reports, and our YouTube channel for all our latest content. And last but not least, our community uh, at Discord is always active. Come and join us for trivia and many other fun things. Like, comment, subscribe, do what you do, share the podcast, let everybody know. Let's see if we can not just tag Elon Musk and see if this guy will actually check out the video and maybe consider tokenizing the shares of Twitter. He just <laughs> might do it. Yeah, with that, we'll see you next week. Happy tokenizing.